just destroy Ed and mm-hmm. do not do not allow any retort whatsoever. Oh, oh someone's got to make glue of the horse. It has to be done. don't know if I can turn him to glue, but I can at least give him an interview. Hello and welcome to the Spoiler Log. I'm your host, Dante, and we do have the one and only Mr. Ed on the show today. Not a whole lot of news. League's still ongoing. Uh, I'll probably talk more about experiences on Go Mode with Temp and Herf. So we'll hold those till we get back to there. But we are going to have Ed today. Ed is a great character. I, I love this guy. He's so good uh, at the game. He's He's got such a great personality. He's got a lot of great stories to tell, too, which he does here in this interview. And I hope you guys are going to enjoy what he has to say about himself and the community. Without further ado, let's jump right on in. <laughs> Today, you can call me Wilbur Post because I'm at the stable and I've got the man, the myth, the legend, the famous Mr. Ed. How's it going, dude? I'm doing well. Thank you again very much for uh, having me on here. And uh, that was a uh, that was a great one liner joke. I like that. <laughs> I, uh, I I had to think about that one a little bit before we got going. I had to make sure I got the name right. But maybe I'm showing my age or, or maybe I'm not since I had to look it up. But, you know, I, when I was a kid, I liked to see some reruns of the old Mr. Ed. TV show, obviously not quite spelled the same, but you know, it's close enough. (laughs) (laughs) So, uh, so yeah, I, uh, I know you from seeing a few of your streams and, uh, I know you are quite the character, which is one reason I wanted to bring you on, uh, get to know you a little more. Um, I also know that like AFG and other people want to turn you into glue. Uh, so what, what is that all about? Why, why do people want to make you glue? Well, you know, these people have this fascination of just trying to make my life uh, miserable as could be. And I think a lot of them are just jealous of the fact that this horse is just, you know, a little bit better at the game Mm. than than specifically average frustrated gamer. And I know that he takes it personally. I know that they basically have discussions at home, you know, at the family dinner table. Yeah, I know they do. Then they're turning around and saying, well, geez, you know, I don't know how we're going to take care of this horse, but this horse just, you know, we have to try to destroy him. And the the longer that I exist, the more that I've been here, it just has been eaten away. So now AFG is trying his best to gather all of the great Randall runners in the community to try to to beat me and put me to shame. And unfortunately Mm. uh, he hasn't done a good job of that. Therefore I must make it my lifelong goal now. And when I say my lifelong goal, probably for like, I don't know, a couple more weeks where I shame this man by running some of the seeds that he has done and showing the fact that I am superior to him because, you know, I'm a coward, you know, according to him, I'm a coward that I don't make myself available to race him live when in fact, you know, we're busy men, you know, we, I, we don't, I don't, I don't turn around and just camp on the computer and wait for him. I have to appease myself of destroying him. He has his way of probably having 
a, a, a dead horse picture and the family prays <laughs> into there. And that's what their ritual is. Mine is, okay, well, AFG isn't available. I'm going to go beat him in a seed and I can sleep easy at night. I put the world in motion. I make things, you know, everything is normal when you watch me. And when I destroy him and I make, you know, put him to shame. It's I'm, I'm telling you, it's the greatest feeling in the world. <laughs> <laughs> so I, what I'm gathering from all that is the reason he's so fascinated with turning you into glue is that he needs said glue to like glue everything back together because he's in shambles falling apart uh, with, you know, the way you've been destroying him. Exactly. Exactly. Okay. Like his his big problem is the fact that he he saw he saw me join he was one of the he was one of the people that, you know, especially when I started playing ladder or some random uh, pickup races, you know, especially one sponsored by speed gaming. He saw who I was <laughs> and not and not to say that he was interested, but, you know, in, in the back of your mind. And even even this goes for, I think, a lot of people, especially when you see somebody play, you just kind of keep in mind and saying, oh, that looks like a new runner in the community. Oh, you know, let's check him out, you know, do this, that, whatever the case may be. And he saw how I was, you know, I wasn't particularly good. And we all start at a specific level, you know, as far as to say, True. you know, it's we don't we don't turn around and start and saying, you know, oh, hey, I just saw somebody hover. Oh, yeah, there we go. No problem. I mean, that's unfortunately not how things work. We we like it to work that way. But where he's jealous is the fact that as time has gone on, me being the quote unquote thoroughbred that I am, I have continued racing <laughs> on. I've continued to to excel. I've been training myself. I've <laughs> I have been doing all of these things where I have now at least made a name for myself where people say, Oh man, you know, that Mr. Ed guy, that horse, he's actually halfway decent. And here he is. You know, with literally the name of average. I mean, the guy has a name that starts <laughs> with average. What more do you want? I mean, clearly he's average. It, it, it's he he's he excels at being frustrated and and calling himself a gamer. That that's false. That's false advertisement right there. So I mean, yeah. I, I don't know hmm. what more he wants from me. <laughs> I love I love that you guys are so tight like this that we can open up this episode with like a five minute rant uh, about a glue comment. Uh, it, it I love it. it <laughs> yeah, he is he is a son else. <laughs> oh man! So let's let's turn the clock back. Tell me tell me about we young uh, Ed and gaming growing up. Was was it a big part of your life? It was a part of my life. Now, I'm going to show, you know, my age onto this. Um, when I first started, uh, and, and I'd be curious to see how many other people can say that their first uh, gaming console was the ColecoVision. But wow. that, was, that was what I had with the very extremely stiff telephone pad looking controller that you had. It was, oh my God, it was the most ridiculous thing but I, I don't know what it was especially back then i mean at that time when i was playing you know when i started playing games so this was late 80s so i mean that kind mm -hmm. of puts perspective of how old i am um 
there is there's a couple games uh, that I actually remember. One of them, and I it, I forgot if it's called Looper or Looping. I know it's one of those two things. So basically, what it was is you're just an airplane shooting pixels, trying to destroy stuff and like make your way to a docking station. You'd go one mm-hmm. way, you'd do something, you come back, and it was, you know, I just basically kept crashing like all the time. Um, but I remember literally would be playing that for hours and hours. Uh, and then the original Mario Paint game, which is, I believe that was a Smurf Paint and Play Workshop. Why I remember these things is beyond <laughs> me. But that oh, literally wow. is the original Mario Paint in my eyes. Uh, but uh, yeah, no, so it was it was that. And then um, my parents were kind enough to get me a uh, NES console. So um, I remember back back when we had those games. So, you know, I had, you know, Super Mario, Super Mario 2, Super Mario 3. Back in the days when video game or video rentals were popular, mm-hmm. you go to the stores so you can, you know, the parents, the parents or the, the guardians, you know, whomever that you're with would turn around and they get themselves a movie so that they can watch and, you know, oh, you know, we got to get something for him. So, you know, hey, go pick out a video game. And it's, you know, at that time, I could say this much at that time was when I was first introduced uh, to Zelda, Zelda one. And uh, I always had a fascination with the uh, very beginning of the Zelda. Uh, mm-hmm. I I remember playing and beating the first, I guess the first uh, playthrough, and then the second playthrough made absolutely no sense in my mind, and I just basically would <laughs> give up. But for whatever reason, back then there's a lot of play, there's a lot of replayability to where it was, you know, I would I would get the game, I would have my friends come over, I'd say, hey, watch me beat this. And they thought that I was like the greatest hero amongst men. Uh, and then when they said, you know, hey, how about that second quest? Yeah, that, that just wasn't happening. Uh, and then when it came time to Legend of Zelda 2, that um, I really hope that I share the same sentiments as a lot of people. Basically, it was... I cleared the first three dungeons. Then for whatever reason, the game got insanely hard and I just kind of gave up on that one. So, um, it, that but, one's uh, so hard. Like it, it's so, it's like, a, a cult classic as far as I'm concerned, or like, uh, maybe that's not the correct terminology, like for that, for the series, it's just so different than anything else they've ever done. Yeah, it made, I mean, it was, it was fun, but it was, it was just like out of nowhere, the game just like kicked it up a whole like 20 levels as far as difficulty is concerned. And uh, I'll be honest, I, re- I actually do remember having nightmares when you when you game over and you'd have, you know, the red screen with Ganon going and doing oh, that yeah. little <laughs> that little silly ass laugh uh, that <laughs> that gave me some uh, that gave me some nightmares. But, uh, but yeah, no, I mean. I don't want to say that I had a a normal upbringing, but, you know, I was fortunate enough to have, you know, video games being a part of my life uh, in the beginning. Um, you know, my, my my parents were kind enough to, you know, give me the, con- you know, at the time, you know, the consoles and everything. And then when it came time to Super Nintendo, uh, I literally thought it was the greatest thing. You know, I got it for Christmas. I couldn't wait to play it. 
I'm pretty certain I did something really bad to upset my mother, and I could not play Super Nintendo until the beginning of the next year because I was grounded and I had oh, to get no. punished. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, you know, when when you're hanging around your friends and everything and saying, you know, <laughs> hey, what did you get for Christmas? Oh, I got the Super Nintendo. Santa gave me the Super Nintendo. And then it's like, you know, oh, you know, hey, did you try, you know, did you try Super Mario World? Did you try this? Did you try that? And I turned around and I said, well... I haven't had a chance to play it. Oh, well, why is that? Well, you know, I upset my mother and, you know, oh, you yeah. got to try. So, of course, it was like, you know, I, I got spoiled into, you know, some of the things. But, uh, yeah, it was it was it was fun. And then and then, you know, down the line, you know, uh, Zelda came. And coincidentally with that, uh, that was when I was what so, so like. Let me let me think. Super Nintendo came out in what ninety one, because it was uh, like I believe so. Yeah, so it was literally like the last year where yeah. um, uh, where I ended up having to go to a babysitter, and it was and it really wasn't so much of me going to a babysitter. It was, um, you know, with both of my parents working, my parents wanted me to at least to have some sort of adult supervision because they know sure. that I, you know, cause chaos and everything. So I would go, I'd walk from elementary school to literally just a couple blocks to my babysitter. Uh, and, you know, so it was, you know, your, your traditional family for great people. Um, the, the mother obviously was the babysitter and they had two teenagers at the time. And coincidentally, all three of them, were for lack of better words hardcore gamers so mm -hmm. the the originals or the original uh, z3 you had three files that you can play so you have you know so you can turn around you had one file you have your own progress another file your own progress and everything well right. coincidentally they had theirs so um i remember i'd come home I'd have one of the uh, one of the teenagers, one of the uh, um, the babysitter's son would start playing. So I took a big fascination, you know, watching him play into the dark world. Uh, you know, you know, he was, I remember he was stuck in Ice Palace forever in a day because he couldn't understand how to get the switches. And, uh, you know, you know, imagine, you know, like like you oh, think, yeah. OK, OK, Ice Palace is the fifth crystal. So you have to go to there. Well. I quickly learned that, that, you know, in the vanilla game, just go to Misery Meyer, get the King yeah. of Samaria, you know, make it <laughs> make it a lot easier, you know, because it's like, I don't know. I don't know how you're supposed to get to there. Everything and blocking the way I'm supposed to hit a crystal switch. I, I don't know what I'm doing, but I remember him having a very difficult time. And I watched. I tried to give some of my advice me being tremendously younger than him he didn't listen to me so instead he would curse and swear but he would play for a little bit and then uh um the teenage daughter would play i'd watch her and then of course the mother would play but what i definitely remember was is the mother was the last one to ultimately finish so at this point the son and the daughter uh they had beaten the game they had beaten ganon and everything but the mother wanted no spoilers, didn't want to know anything. So sure. now she had her time to beat the game. And unfortunately, the son deleted her file. Oh, no. And <laughs> I, I the, knew this was going there. <laughs> yeah, and, and the and the chaos that ensued. 
Oh boy. Oh baby. I was, it was literally like for me, not to say that I was a problem child, but you know, anytime that there's any hostility in the house, it was always because I did something to upset my mother. So anytime that I heard yelling, I just figured it was always going to be about me. Well, when I saw them going at each other and them yelling and them blaming each other and all that type of stuff, and I'm an innocent party, I thought this was the greatest thing ever. I'm like, oh, no. oh, I'm like, hey, <laughs> so, so, yeah. So, of course, you know, by the time that they're done and everything and I went there and I said, hey, you know, why don't you, you know, you could just start over. No, it's not that simple. Blah, blah, blah. I says, well, can I play? She's like, yeah, I don't care. And that's literally how. Uh, that was my first introduction to uh, 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 Link wow. to the Past. And at that time, it was uh, I begged and pleaded my mother to, you know, to get the video game. I didn't want to rent that one. That was one that I wanted to be able to to play. Sure. And, uh, you know, of course, you know, loving household, you know, and me actually behaving for a little while. They ended up getting it to me. Um, but again, like then. The same thing with Zelda one, there was so much replayability mm-hmm. and, um, you know, I would, I literally had so much fun just playing the game, collecting literally everything. But the, the thing that I never understood was, is that I would literally two sixteen the entire seed, but it was always two fifteen, and it was always conveniently one heart piece. And it's like, I don't, where's this last heart piece? You know, I've already beaten Ganon. I've already done this. So, you know, when you load it back up, you're into right. the dark world and you're trying to and like, I'm thinking, where is this thing? And that was the thing that just kind of like upset me the most was, is I wanted to be a complete completionist. And mm-hmm. I never seemed to be able to get all 20 hearts. And it really, it really actually, uh, it really bothered me. I, I, I do remember there was a time where I spent like five hours playing the game, just trying to trace back as far as what I did. Uh, and did I you, never found it. Did you ever find like, did you like, when did you realize what you missed or have you, I don't, think, you even I don't know? think I ever did. I don't even think I ever did. <laughs> it was, it was weird because, because I would use all three files and you would see, you know, it just be like Ed, 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 or, you know, whatever the case may be. And it was always 19 hearts, 19 hearts, 19 hearts. Because I'm thinking, hey, if I just play the game all over again, maybe I can figure out what I didn't do. So basically, I would end up doing the dig game about 5 million times to get nothing. I would do the chess game 5 million times to do nothing. And then sure. the, the three chess Monty games, I thought, hey, maybe a piece of heart is there. Well, no, there's not. But I didn't know. And it's like, I just want that 20th heart. I just, and I'm pretty certain that I never, when I was a kid, I never, um, I never figured out what I missed. I think the only thing that I, I think the only thing that I could figure out what I missed, uh, that would have made any sense was Mimic Cave. Mimic Caves, uh, you know, I remember as a kid, that was kind of a tricky one as well as Checkerboard Cave. Cause it's kind of like, there's no reason to go over there, uh, or mirror over there as a kid, at least. You know, that was kind of my experience for a while. Makes sense. I think the only reason why I even thought about that was when I would go to Agena, I would see, oh, there's that rock that has to be a secret. Ooh. And then it's, yeah. you know, anytime that I get to there, it's like, hey, I remember how to go to there. But when you do the whole turtle rock thing, it's, 
you know, like like think of it this way: when you get into East Death Mountain, and it's like, hey, we have all these caves. Where does one go to the other? Go to here? Go to there? But there's always that one that you just couldn't get to that you actually had to yeah. mirror. You know, and I think me and my puny mind back then just did not translate two and two to figure out, hey, you know what? That might have been the last one. Um, you know, so instead it's like, you know, there's got to be another piece of heart here in Dig Game. Maybe, you know, like a second. I one. don't know. Yeah, a second one. Exactly. I didn't know how any of this stuff worked. <laughs> uh, like where where the flute is. You know, th- this is always funny oh, yeah. to me where the where the flute is, is always that same spot. But I literally would dig up every single spot in that thing. Oh, there's got to be a piece of heart here. This has got to be the missing link. No, 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 it's not. You know, and when I th- and when I think about things now that I'm, you know, older, you know, playing the, the game that we've all come to know and love. And it's like, man, what was I thinking? You know, man, I was really stupid when I was a kid. No, I think that actually is a sign of pretty good game development, especially for that time, because the game was just made in a way that makes you want to explore. I think that's part of the reason why, you know, the randomizer is as good as it is or it works as well as it does. It's just because the game is meant to be kind of open world for that time. Um, and, you know, you just find your dungeons like they are in order, but you don't have to do them in order. Right. Like after you just got to get a hammer from pod. And then after that, it's kind of do what you want. I literally thought I was a genius by saying, well, you know, I'm just going to go do Misery Mire before Ice Palace because I need that block. And yeah, you know, a like lot of people, I, I think yeah, had that I, same experience, too. Yeah, I literally thought that, you know, the game developers like just kind of screwed up the ordering of that. That's honestly how I kind of felt. And again, it was just me, you know, being like really stupid. But, you know, you know, hey, we right. got through it, you know, and, and, and again, the same thing. And again, I actually do remember this when you go into Turtle Rock. And you have that little, you know, where you're supposed to drop the Samaria block where it turns into a platform. I remember looking at that saying, uh, well, what am I supposed to do here? Um, yeah, there's and, like no indication. <laughs> yeah, it's like, um, I don't know what to do. And it's just, you know, like I remember I would take a Samaria block like way before I'd push it and then I'd fall. You know, I do a suicide dive, I guess, as well, just to, yeah, yeah. you know, you know, is this what I'm supposed to do? No. And then just randomly, it's like, okay, well, what if I just put the smart like, oh, what? That does that? Wow, that's awesome. I did not know. And, you know, it's, you know, of course, I'm sure that there's people out there that are, you know, you know, when they had their first experience, they'd be like, you know, oh, come on. You didn't know that. That's, you know, blah, well, you know what? I'm, I'm stupid. <laughs> <laughs> I think we all are stupid at some point or another, especially looking back. Uh, we know, I mean, clearly this game made quite the impression on you as a, as a kid. I, I feel like I'm kind of in that same boat uh, with, with it being kind of like my, you know, one of my all time favorite games, but uh, kind of graduating past that. Did you, did you have like the N64 PlayStation Xbox? Did you switch around to other consoles? How did, how did gaming progress after that? So gaming progressed afterwards. Uh, I was not fortunate enough to have uh, the N64. And I think a lot of it was when I'd see those commercials and I'd see like my friends have the controller. It just looked like the most foreign thing in the world. <laughs> yes. Um, and I just was like, eh, I, I, I don't know about that. But for whatever reason, the original PlayStation was was a calling for me. And, you know, so so we got the original PlayStation. Um, it comes with like the, the most silly beginners games or anything. But, uh, um, for me, not, not to say that I slowed down my gaming, but I became more, 
uh, focused on on a, the specific genre of basically sports, specifically uh, the NHL games. So that was when I got really introduced into like even in the Super Nintendo, I started playing right. uh, NHL 94, which was I thought like the greatest game for me, you know, outside of Legend of Zelda. Um, I remember, you know, me being a New Jersey Devils fan, even back then, uh, as I am right now, uh, I remember it was always the first game, the New Jersey Devils schedule was New Jersey Devils at the Pittsburgh Penguins with Tom Barrasso as, as goalie. And it was like the easiest thing in the world to score against them. And then it became, all right, now I'm really liking these hockey games. And I think, I think a lot of it for me was you know, I was able to play a, a, a game with somebody else that was interested and it was, I wanted to beat their brains in just like I beat AFG's brains. in. it's, you know, you just have like that <laughs> satisfaction, you yeah. know? So, you know, so people, I, I would, I would get the game. Uh, so like this was at the, you know, toward the end of, you know, high school time, uh, go to my friend's house. I bring my PS, uh, uh, PS one over. We play some NHL 2000, and we just would beat the crap out of each other, you know, just trying to, you know, obviously win the game or start fights or anything that we did there. But right. uh, ever since then, it was always I followed the NHL uh, lineage. So when NHL 2001 came out, I got that game. When NHL 2002 came out, I got that game. Uh, I started playing a little bit of the basketball games. I started playing a little bit of not so much the football but I did kind of stick to the, the sporting thing. Uh, I also did some of the NASCAR racing, not because I liked, you know, racing and going as fast as possible. I just liked I was a troll. You know, this is when I started being a troll where I would turn around, go in the opposite <laughs> direction and crash the entire field. So, I mean, <laughs> enough said at that point. But, uh, oh, yeah, you know, so so it was, you know, before I started college. It was, you know, I had the PS1. When I got into college is when uh, uh, my college roommate uh, introduced me to the life of emulators. So the NES emulator, the SNES emulator. Um, okay. They had just come out with the N64 emulator. And him and I would be playing nonstop. We'd be playing GoldenEye 64. Uh, mm -hmm. so I never, I never owned the any or the N64, but, uh, with the emulator that we had, or, you know, that was out there, especially when it came out, that was what got through a lot of college nights. It's, you can either study for your accounting exam or you can play uh golden eye 64. And I think I chose, uh, very wisely. Uh, by yeah, I'd not so. studying. Yeah, I, I, I have no regrets with that. <laughs> um, but uh, and then after that, uh, obviously, you know, so it was it was nice having that. You know, of course, we all, you know, my buddies and I feel, oh, my God, this is so illegal. You're not buying the game and you're having this. And we, we didn't know. And we go to like these very suspect websites that yeah. you know like you, you click on something and it brings you into another page and you have like this click this button here to do whatever and it's like we just want the emulator we just want the rom you know why can't we get that and uh i remember having a 
like, oh my, I had a massive, massive list between that and, oh, what was it? Napster, the, the music, right? Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I was into highly illegal downloading stuff back at a, uh, at a college age. And of course, um, you know, when I'd come home and I would bring my computer and my mom would be not, not to say that she was like snooping around her son. She'd be like, how did you get all this music on your computer? <laughs> and I'd say, well, I just downloaded it. And she would say, oh, my God, that's such a federal offense. You're going to go to jail. You're going to have all these fines, blah, blah, blah. Because, you know, listen, I love her to death. But she really was, like, very protective. You know, sure. she's like, you know, I don't, I don't know what you're doing. Da, 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 da. So, I mean, there um, were but, some people who did get busted, you know, like, uh, but I don't know. Napster and LimeWire, like, because uh, all those days, like, super uh, super sketchy times, uh, <laughs> growing up. Oh yeah. Anything, anything to get the, you know, the latest, you know, early music that you had. I mean, and conveniently me, the, the genre of music that I've always liked was, the, was the nineties alternative. So we're talking, mm-hmm. uh, Soundgarden, Alice in Chains, Stone Temple Pilots, Pearl Jam, uh, you know, those, those type of bands, you know, but yet, you know, here I am, trying to find, I don't know, some random rap song by Nas that, you know, I can't understand the single word of his lyrics, but Hey, you know what? I like the beat of his, uh, like the beat of the song. Let me, you know, let me download it. And, you know, it was basically just kind of like a trophy at that point. It's, Hey, look at how many songs I have. You know, I mean, that's, that's what I was doing in college. You know, there's, there's literally no studying in college. And I'm happy to say that, out of my four years of college, um, I studied, I think, a combined 24 hours and I graduated on top of the class of school and business. So clearly I did something right. So, OK. All right. You know. So gifted, we'll say, as far as being smart, like just having the the knowledge without having to apply thy, uh, thine self uh, too if much. It's, <laughs> it's one it's one of those things where if something interests me, um, it sticks with me. You know, mm-hmm. so, you know, so like, say, for example, if I were to take a class and, and I remember this, you know, I, I would take a class of New York State history. It was the most boring thing in the world. And it was not to say that it was very difficult for me to good grade to get a good grade. But it was crap. I have to read this. I actually have to memorize this. I have to do this, that, whatever. Whereas if, you know, I went to accounting class, me being an accounting major and like I had at least some sort of interest. And if they're to do some sort of PowerPoint slide or a presentation or look at something in a book and they're to say, here's this concept, here's how to do this, you know, you know, assets equals liabilities mm-hmm. plus owner's equity, blah, 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 blah. It, I was blessed to the point where if I saw it once and just processed it, it literally retained with me. So when it came time to saying, okay, well, now we got to go study for an exam that we have, I didn't, I didn't really have to. I just, I, I honestly could say that I winged it. And I can honestly say of the couple classes, the couple accounting classes that I took that I actually studied, um, I felt I, I was worse on a test. So I literally was the oxymoron when it comes to the, the side of, you you study, you you do all of your college work so you can get good grades and all that type of stuff. No, literally the less that I did, the better it came time for me to do a test because it's just like, okay, think about it. You know, and I think back to all right, well, you know, here's what one of the professors said. 
and here it is. And it's like, okay. And then by the time that I'm done, I'm thinking about, Hey, you know, what am I going to do when I get back to the dorm? You know? So, yeah. you know, and it's, you know, and especially then like, you know, again, one of the big things, uh, as far as gaming was concerned was, uh, my college roommate got a, a game by the call. Uh, it was called, uh, Oh my God. What was it called? Uh, rainbow six rogue spear. Okay. Yeah. I'm familiar and with that, that. Yeah. And that was, you know, that was really the first taste of, uh, getting, getting people, uh, outside of like a local thing. So, you know, instead of having a two, three, four player game where you're just all locally, now we're connecting against people, you know, worldwide who are doing yeah. the same thing, you know, and, and especially, again, me being the troll that I am, all that was is just basically six V six, uh, kill the other team and, you know, go from there. Well, unfortunately they had friendly fire enabled. So when I got my first taste of team <laughs> killing, I thought it was the greatest thing in the world. And literally it was, I cannot wait to go back to the dorm so I can play with my buddies. So we can team kill our entire team and just be the biggest trolls possible. That's literally what I was. So if <laughs> if there's anybody that is around my age that played that game that happened to get team killed a lot, you can probably thank me for that. Yeah, I uh, I would assume that I'm kind of lumped into that with you. The uh, the age like we're probably like what late 30s, early 40s is what I'm guessing. Oh, yeah. Yep, late thirties. Yeah. You got it. I mean, I okay. don't. I get. I'm thirty nine. It's okay. Yeah, I, I got no shame. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm thirty seven, so I'm right there with you. Uh, but so uh, so gaming through college, you did that a lot instead of studying. Did you know post college? Were you were you still gaming at all, or did you kind of shift into other uh, other hobbies? And or did like j- your career or job kind of become uh, like the next step for you? The 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 job and the career and to try to find a sense of direction was first and foremost. Um, the big thing that I had, uh, and even to go back into college and, uh, for those that might be familiar with, uh, seeing me lately, uh, I've been doing a couple of IRL golf streams. Well, okay. co- coincidentally, when I went to college, I actually went on a col- or on a golf scholarship. Uh, oh, when wow. I was, okay. when I, yeah, when I was in high school, uh, I started golf very late, you know, so like nowadays, if you if you ever see people play golf, you know, it's like, you know, oh, they, you know, they started swinging a club at three, four or five. No, for me, I started I started when I was 14 and it was for me, it was, you know, this it looks boring, but like I, I enjoyed watching it, you know, especially mm-hmm. this is when Tiger Woods had had made his impact. He was starting to make his impact. And it's like, you know, you know. I really am actually interested in taking this up. Uh, my uncle and my cousin, avid golfers. I got a lot of golfers on on my mother's side of the family. Coincidentally, my mother and my father both hate the game of golf, but they never they never stop me from it. So um, when eventually I wanted to take it up, I don't want to say that I had a natural gift, but basically I had. I was able to swing and play and I got a pretty good feel for it. Got onto the high school golf team, made that uh, for two years straight. They have a ranking system in the conference in our, in, you know, in the, in a eight County area, I was ranked the number one golfer in the area. I ended up making, I ended up making a name of myself for myself 
and ended up getting recruited to the college that I went to and uh, had a golf scholarship. Now, coincidentally, when I was in high school, I also played baseball. I had a, I had a very big passion for playing baseball. I was a catcher, loved the game. Uh, I could throw hard. So in my second year in college, I knew that they were starting a pickup game or pickup uh, or I'm sorry, not a pick. We, we had a pickup game, but we were uh, they were going to have walk ons. And I knew one of the positions that they're looking for was a catcher. So I ended up partaking in a couple pickup games. One of the games that we played one of my buddies went to me and said, you know, hey, you know, you throw the hardest. How about you pitch? I'm like, OK, well, you know, it's been a while since I pitched. So for anybody that is a is, a, you know, a typical pitcher will turn around and have like a nice, you know, wind up the arm and everything. Whereas a catcher, when they go from home plate to second base to try to pick off a runner, they kind of short arm it. Well, that right. was kind of like yeah. that was kind of like my mentality. So I remember playing, uh, playing the game. And at the time I could throw, oh, I could throw high eighties, low nineties, you know, you know, for wow, back then, for, yeah, for back then for division two school, which was, you know, pretty good, but no warm up, no real good technique about the 20th pitch that I threw. Uh, I felt a big pop in my shoulder. Oh, and no. And I ended up uh, seeing my arm just kind of dangle. So, you know, me trying not to panic, I took my my hands, you know, my my free left hand, try to stabilize my arm and just tried popping the shoulder back in. Well, that was probably some of the most excruciating pain I've had in my life, but I was able to move the arm. And I thought I thought that I popped it back in right. Well, turned out I didn't. So when it came time to golfing, any time that I got my right arm past parallel with my shoulder, all of a sudden I feel like this pinch and I'd have absolutely no feeling. So at the time when I swung upwards of about 100, between 115, 118 miles an hour on the downswing, uh, and I have no feel of where the club is going, chances are you're probably not going to be hitting some good golf shots. So it got to the point where it was cumbersome. I went to a couple doctors. They said that I just had a lot of inflammation. They gave me a couple cortisone shots. Uh, everything felt good. So I was able to play for a little bit, go a couple months later. Uh, same issue, you know, just rinse and repeat to the point where cortisone shots, anti-inflammatories, medications, none of that stuff worked. Jeez. And... And what ended up happening was, is I ended up getting a second opinion where they finally went through an MRI and they said, it looks like your shoulder's dislocated. And I said, you know, I explained the whole situation to him. He says, well, here's the problem. You went with your shoulder dislocated. You basically got anti-inflammatories and painkillers. You didn't feel any sensation in your shoulder. So all that movement that you couldn't do, that you're restricted by pain, um, you just did all this damage. So when the results in the MRI came back, I had a burst shoulder capsule. I tore my rotator cuff. I've developed acute arthritis, bursitis, tendonitis, and I had to have total reconstructive shoulder surgery. 
Jeez. Yeah, where they, they basically broke the shoulder, cleaned out the scar tissue, had to repair the rotator cuff, and did all this type of stuff. And I was out of golf for pretty close to two years. So when it came time to me uh, out of college, it was still, I was still on recovery of my shoulder. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I hadn't been able to golf. Um, I was still able to game a little bit, uh, you know, obviously, you know, just, you know, using your wrists and everything, but anything that required a lot of movement with my right arm just, just wasn't happening. So, uh, it came to me focusing more on, all right, I got it. I've, I've gotten my four years. I've gotten my education. Now I got to figure out a career path. Um, I ended up following, uh, you know, ended up getting a, an opportunity with a CPA firm. Eventually got my license and was there for a bit, hopped around the different couple jobs trying to find uh, my opportunity or try to find what I wanted to do. Uh, in the meantime, not to say that the gaming took a back seat, but the only thing that I really focused on was uh, the NHL games because I still had very close relationships with my best friends that I had in high school and in college. And I still kept getting the uh the nhl series of games you know and it basically basically got to the point where i think after like nhl 2010 it just basically is it's the same exact game just with updated rosters but you know oh yeah oh we 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 have we have to get it because you know i you know this is going to be my buddy's chance to finally be able to beat me well he never did uh but ended up (laughs) still costing me about 60 bucks a year uh but by the time that i I got my my career focused. I, I got myself settled down. I ended up getting a house. Um, PlayStation Three came out, so of course went ahead and got that. Um, and I was really big, and then I was really introduced. And it's not, and it's not that I played a lot of games, but as sad as it sounds, when I first got that PlayStation, the very first thing I did is, hey, they got this PlayStation store. Hey, they have the PlayStation One games that I can get. Yes, absolutely. Oh, yeah. and, and that's literally what I did. Um, but I got introduced into uh, Destiny, and that was um, that was one of the things where I would come home um, and you know really focus on that. It's like you know, hey, we're gonna we're gonna get our we're gonna get our fire team. We're gonna go try to beat this you know this raid, this strike, this nightfall. Those are the type of things. So for like the longest time, it was, you know, if I if I worked, you know, got my responsibilities done, I come home, hop onto the PS3, you know, chat with the friends, you know, and, and do that. And it was it literally for the longest time, it was about Destiny th- or it was Destiny for the longest time. Then Destiny 2 came out and I was like, oh, my God, this is like the greatest thing in the world. But uh, even for me, the big thing that I noticed was I was very genre specific. So when I was in, you know, late high school to college, it was all right. It's mainly sporting games. Now I'm familiar with other games, but I really was just like focused on to that. And I never really gave anything else a chance. And I can't even come up with a good example off the top of my head, but like somebody go to me and say, Hey, did you try this game? And I'd be like, well, no, because it's not part of what I like, yeah. you know? So, you know, and then it's when it came time for me to get the, uh, the PlayStation and he says, you know, Hey, you get your option of a free game. You can either get destiny or you can get something else. And 
and I kind of looked at both saying, I'm not interested. You know, I just really want to get an NHL game. And he says, no, try, try out the destiny, you know, so destiny for, you know, anybody that doesn't know is just basically a, um, you know, shoot them up. You know, you got the player versus enemy, the PVE or the PVP right. player versus player, well, you know, and what is it like? I, I've played it. You categorize it similar to an MMO in some aspects, but there's single, like you said, PVE uh, aspects to it. But, you know, it, like gear matters. It's not just like Call of Duty where you're just shooting stuff. There's like stats and stuff as well. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, and it's it's literally one of those things where it's. We couldn't figure I could even then I couldn't figure out what was more important, me being able to complete a specific activity or me getting the rare or exotic item that could come from it. It's like, you know, oh, my God, you can get this exotic gun that does Lord knows what, you know, or you could just say the fact that you beat this, you know, and I'd never really been a part of doing something with a team in a video game aspect where you're literally spending hours and hours and hours failing, not mm -hmm. knowing how to do the mechanics of a certain thing, not knowing how to be able to beat a boss, not knowing how to be able to get the maximum damage. Or if we said, screw that, we wanted to do the, the PVP aspect where we're just trying to kill the other team. Well, you know, how do these people shoot me from God knows where I, I can't, by the time that they're moving around and I try to aim, I they're, they're gone or they've killed me. And, you know, but the big thing for me was that opened up a genre that I didn't think I'd be interested in that I was. All I had right. to do is just give it give it a shot. And especially sometimes, especially with that, it's not always necessarily what you play. It was who you played it with. You know, now, yeah. if I played, if I had friends that I just really couldn't stand or anything, then obviously. I wouldn't want to come home after a hard day's worth of work of doing people's tax returns saying, you know, hey, I'm going to go look forward to, you know, doing the end game of this destiny thing. Um, it was more of, hey, you know, I know that they're available. And again, I had, you know, a couple buddies that are local here, a couple buddies that are statewide. I had one friend that lived in Hawaii, you know, and mm -hmm. it was it was a fun uh, fun aspect of getting to know them. You know, we even, we even came up for anybody that, uh, that follows magic, the gathering, uh, our clan name was Mox Lotus, you know? So, oh, okay. we, you know, <laughs> so we, so we took, you know, we, we had, we had a lot of fun with that. And, uh, you know, then, then again, you know, other games come up and, we do our own little thing, you know, but once in a while we still kind of head back in, but it was just, it was just sure. one of those things where we, I did it for the longest time. Uh, and then, uh, unfortunately I came across link to the past randomizer, which, uh, has occupied my gaming time, uh, even now. Yeah. Uh, so, so destiny, I'm assuming you played that you said destiny too, as well. So yeah. you've probably been playing that for a long time. I know Destiny 2, as far as I understand, still has content coming out. Um, so when and I guess how did you discover Rando? Like what what drew you in? Well, you know, it's funny that you say that because I'm still trying to figure out how this happened. But uh, <laughs> I came I came across a I, i'm big into watching videos on youtube i don't know why i think it's like that you know especially like at night and if i'm unwinding 
I like mm-hmm. to be able to watch something on YouTube. And I'm pretty certain I know how it was, so I will eventually say it. But basically how I got into it was I saw a speed gaming upload of and I to be honest, I forgot if it was the it had to have been the 2019 main tournament. It was one it was 2019 or 2020. It was one of those two. Yeah, it, had, it, I, it was either yeah, 2019 they had a main tournament and then league was twice in 2020. Yeah, so it, it would have made sense if it was the 2019. And I think I think just based upon how the timing of things work, it would make sense if it was the 2019. Basically, basically maybe you can maybe you can help me out with this. It was one of the years, it was the last year of the main tourney where basically when it came to the bracket stage, you had two runners. One runner would kind of dictate the modes. Yeah. And then there'd be like vetoes. Like okay. one person, you know, like one person would say, you know, hey, I want to, you know, I want, I want swordless key sanity, starting boots, God, God knows what, expert item that pool. Was, I think that was, if it had expert item pool, that was 2018. Uh, Maybe that's what it was. I remember that one. Uh, 2019, the, the modes, like, you could whoever it was like a, a set opening. I think it was just open. And then whoever lost got to modify one setting within like certain parameters. It was really weird, to be honest. Makes sense. Yes. Yeah, so, but I, I definitely remember where there was ones where people were like vetoing it. Or at least at least yeah. that's what that's at least what my brain was trying to interpret it as. But uh I got introduced to it by me seeing this and I saw literally a link to the past randomizer. And I'm like, what in the world is this? So I clicked on it and I watched it and it was, oh my God, I remember this game, Mm -hmm. you know, and I'm watching them play and I'm like, wait a minute, that's not supposed to be there. Wait a minute. That's not supposed to be there. And they're just kind of like blasting through it. And I watched more of these videos. I watched the races and it literally would come to the point where at night uh, speed gaming would have like the playlist. And I literally would just go right down the playlist and watch all the matches right down in order. And I don't know if I, I don't know if I eventually got to the finals, but like I looked at it as, oh, my God, these people are good. You know, uh, uh, it's, it's like really entertaining, but. I never really thought about the possibility of, of racing because mm-hmm. I looked at it as, well, I don't really know how to get involved or anything. And then eventually when I, you know, was like, you know, I'm just, I'm just really dying to know how can I get into this? So I looked up, I found all, you know, I found the resources, got the emulator that you're, you know, at least the emulator that I had, um, you know, and especially then I didn't even I didn't even know trackers existed. So basically everything was just by you know, memory. Just, yeah, just everything was by memory. So uh, I remember finally getting to the first, you know, the first generated seed. So the 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 VTorp website one uh, and I looked at it, it says, OK, well, you know, here's a here's an opening, you know, opening start standard or standard dungeon item shuffle went ahead, beat the game in, I don't know, two hours, you know, it took me forever. It was, it was a jet seed where basically it would have taken anybody probably about an hour and 10 minutes. It, you know, it took two hours, but you know, I didn't know what I was doing, but I was just, I remember watching some of the tricks or some of the things that people are doing. And I'm like, yeah, I can incorporate that. And, um, 
this was before I probably started playing behind the scenes for a good solid four months. Okay. The biggest the biggest problem that I had was the fact that on that on the options they had um key sanity, uh enemizer and boss shuffle as options. And I thought those were the greatest things in the history of mankind. <laughs> so where 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 people were starting saying, you know, especially especially with like say the uh, uh, the mentor tournament, where you have your you know your casual boots, your opens, you know maybe some you know key sanity aspects, but basically it's a an introduction to the game. You know, learn how to you know, opening routes, you know, some basic strategies, all that type of stuff. No, I was more concerned about trying to find a way to beat cold stare on top of Tower of Hera, you know, with, with the most <laughs> convoluted, you know, atomizer sets that I've seen. I thought it literally was like the greatest thing ever. And then it came time. Like I, I played this more of my enjoyment. So again, same thing after, after days worth of work, I'd come home and this was your new you know, relaxation this time. was exactly this was this that's exactly it you know so now now you know again by this time i had finally gone through all of the youtube videos that i could possibly find of of main tournaments or prior races or the speed gaming dailies hey you know they have twitch so let's uh actually go ahead and you know, check that out. Oh, there's the speed gaming Twitch. This is where it all, you know, began. So I started watching some of the speed gaming things. And the big thing that I learned from that, and and I, I say this with absolutely no disrespect, but it comes back with my earlier comment of we all start somewhere. The speed gaming family has done such a tremendous job of getting Anybody that's interested in in playing and having the ability to be restreamed, you know, you could be you could be a seasoned vet like yourself, Dante, or you could be a yeah. absolute brand new beginner that absolutely you know, has, has never done anything, and you know they give you the shot. I saw some of the people that basically had at that time I would call my skill set, which is. We know how to play the game. We know very few of the tricks, but, you know, it's not this whole thing of everybody is like these God tier runners that knows how to do every single trick or, you know, can blast through as fast as possible. I realized that there, this was more of a, you know, there, there's more of a following with a diverse group of runners. And when I saw people that were what I thought was my skill set, I said, you know what? I'm going to give this a shot. I don't care if I get destroyed. I don't care if I make a complete butt out of myself. I'm absolutely enjoying it. And I was and not to say that I was like very hesitant, but I still looked at it as to say, all right, I know that at least this has been in existence for years. You know, you know, I, I at the time I'm thinking, let's see, I've. I know my first race was of July of 2021. Um, I know that this has been around for, I think, at least four years, if not longer, probably a lot longer. Yeah, yeah. But, but I was deathly afraid of, you know, how how do people that are in the community, uh, how are they as far as accepting new runners? 
or new people or are they willing to give information or anything along those lines and even a side story and i didn't really want to call out a couple people but i am going to call out this one person uh when i first did ladder uh, my first opponent was uh smirk jd and i was able to come out on top now at the ladder when both people finish they you know they have that little room where you know hey you have the post race chat and everything and nobody knew like like nobody knew who i was mm-hmm. and talking to him having him be my first opponent was honest to god probably the best thing that could have happened because he was so warm and welcoming and happy and 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 so helpful we had such a great conversation afterwards and i realized that you know what this community it's not just about you know hey let's go play the game and be as fast as possible we are still human beings you know you know behind the computer behind the console doing this and he took the time to literally make me feel welcome and for forever i'm always grateful for him and then, you know, slowly but surely, the people started to see me play and, you know, I started getting some wins. And then, you know, just like everything else, you start to lose. And when you start to lose, you, you know, you try to figure out, hey, how can I improve myself? And you and you watch right. people, you know, and you're you're one of them that I would watch to see, hey, how do you do this trick? How do you do that? You know, and the more that I played, the more that I felt comfortable, the more that I got better, you know, not to say this isn't one of those things where I'm going to turn around and say, you know, Hey, if you want to get better practice, it's one of those things where if you want to play, you know, do it at your, at your own pace, at what you want. Don't feel like, yeah. Don't feel like you have to be the best runner that has to get all the tricks that has to go as fast as possible. Enjoy this. Enjoy what is good for you. You know, and then eventually down the line, um, uh, two people that I will definitely give all the credit into the world as far as the exposure is concerned, uh, Mindium and Homemade Beer. Uh, they had been friends, obviously, beforehand, mm-hmm. but they they saw they saw me play. They would see. And this is I think this is even before I even used the microphone on stream or anything, but they saw that I was a relatively you know, halfway decent person. And they're like, you know, Hey, you know what, at least, you know, let's get him involved. And we, we developed this amazing friendship. Then they've, they've helped, they helped me out so much as far as getting to know the community, the resources, you know, we started doing the multi-world tournaments. We, you know, obviously we did our mm-hmm. own thing with, uh, you know, with the other tournaments that we get a part of, but, you know, it was it, again, it was one of those things of it doesn't matter what type of nonsense that you have outside the doors of your home. You know, for somebody like me that, you know, just, you know, I live, I, I support myself. I live by myself. I come home. I do my thing. I do what I got to do. And I'm able to go onto Discord or to any sort of platform and I will see, you know, I'll talk to them. Talk right. to all the all the people that have have been a part of my rando journey and i find out that i mean it to me it still blows my mind that a game that is well over 30 years old has this impact onto a group of people that 
you know, share the same interest to where people meet in real life. People develop friendships. You know, heck, oh, yeah. people get people get married, you know, um, you know, <laughs> and it's you know, and it's it's such an amazing thing when you really think about it of how much this community really supports each other. And it's not just about this game of rando. Hence why I kind of, you know, you know, I, I talked a big game when it came to the fact that I used to be able to play golf. And, you know, then then when I decided to go through a career change and I work at a golf course, it's like, you know what, I'm going to show people that I actually can play golf. So, you know, I started doing yeah. some of the IRL golf streams and the 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 support that people get or that, that I get that I hope that everybody does for everybody here. It, it, it's amazing. It's literally a feeling that I cannot even describe that makes me feel uh, very complete and very humble, you know? So for anybody that does listen to this, that is a part of the random community that helps out, whether it's myself or, or anybody, you know, you know, thank you. Thank you for being part of the community. Thank you for supporting others. Thank you for knowing the fact that we are still human beings that have our own agenda. And, you know, when we come home, when we do our thing that we have outside of our, you know, real lives, and we come home and we share the same thing that bonds us together, you know, thank you for just being so positive. And and I've said it before, especially on the speed gaming things, this community is uh, uh, hands down. It's the best, you know, yeah. I mean, you know, we got, we got podcasts, we have multiple tournaments, we have everything that we have just based on a game from 30 years ago. I, I never would have thought I never would have thought <laughs> me either. Uh, you know, uh, <laughs> uh, it's, it's, it's crazy to think about like, you know, you kind of give a really good bird's eye view from above, like of the community, because like, yeah, like, you know, when you get when you get involved in the community and this is where, you know, I, I feel like I needed to hear somebody say that, even though I know it calls, you know, you be on council for a while and you you run tournaments for a while. And the only thing that really sticks out in your head are like all the problems that come up. You never think about that, like when there's no problems, there's like a million things going right. A million times of like interactions where people are being kind to each other, helping each other out that that's that it goes so unnoticed and it's like I, I i wish people could you know focus on that more than all the you know potential dramas that pop up every so often but uh you know it's 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 not it's not easy i guess sometimes to or, or not popular to talk about like all the good things that are happening but i mean you're absolutely right like of how like welcoming everybody is uh because like i don't know uh, there's just there's so much kindness it it's it's almost like it's we've taken it for granted sometimes i think no, absolutely. And that's why that's why, especially when I do get the pleasure of being restreamed, whether it's on a speed gaming platform, the ALTTPR platform, league platform, anything. Um, I make it an account to make sure that I know somewhere along the line, there is somebody that's watching that was kind of like me where, you know, they might be watching the Twitch, whereas for me, I found out all about this through a random YouTube video in which, mm-hmm. by the way, I believe. I believe the reason why it came up as far as a random find was because at some point along the line, I was pretty certain that I wanted to listen to the Dark World theme. 
And I just probably did like YouTube search of Legend of Zelda Link to the Past Dark World theme. And I just wanted to hear that. And then just magically <laughs> YouTube came across and said, hey, by the way, there's a randomizer. The algorithm, you know? man. <laughs> I'm telling you, is, you know, they, they knew what was best for me, you know, but I know that there is people that are watching that are entertained by seeing it but are hesitant to start it because they look at somebody, you know, especially I, I, I'm not saying that I'm a good runner, but like I've definitely improved. And yeah, I mean, I'm looking right here, you know, season 15 open champion season 16 cross keys champion 19 80 keys and overall champion on ladder. So like, yeah, you definitely improved. You know, you're one of, you're one of the good runners, like top tier runners in the community. Yeah, boy, boy, I can only imagine AFG hearing that, him just cringing. I'm just telling you that right now. He's just, <laughs> oh, he, he cannot stand that. But, you know, I know that if I were to watch somebody that was, like, really good and I wanted to start this up, I'd be kind of hesitant. Oh, geez, I can't keep up with that. I, I don't have the time to be that good. Well, you don't. You don't need yeah. the time. It's it's do you want to play the game for fun, you know, and ultimately that's the thing that I think sometimes, you know, we forget, you know, and, and, and trust me, I know that I'm not the only one here or anybody that that's been a part of the rando community, especially as you improve. Yeah, sure. You'd like to win every race. Sure. You'd like to play the best that you can, you know, and I can I can attribute it even going back to when I was when I was playing golf. You know, I didn't really care about golf until I played and then I realized that was good. And then I'm being part of a team and I know what I can do. And when I find out that, you know, when I go through a day where, you know, I, I can't execute a shot or I can't I can't read a putt or I can't do whatever my score kind of gets up. Well, you know, I get upset, you know, just mm -hmm. like anybody else that gets like really competitive. And I've had sure. my I've had my instances and, and people can definitely, you know, point this out, you know, where, you know, I play, you know, I'd have a seed where I can't execute or I'm routing wrong or I'm last locating and you're doing it over and over and over and over again. And it's kind of getting frustrating, you know, and I'm not turning around and saying, well, you should just stop playing for a little while. But sometimes you need a gentle reminder that ultimately we're doing this for fun. You know, this mm -hmm. whole this whole idea of rando was not meant to be the most cutthroat um, experience where you have to assert your dominance, unless it's, of course, AFG, where I want everybody to assert their dominance <laughs> on. But, uh, you know, you know, and, and that's the thing. Even on my bad days, I will destroy AFG with, without a sweat. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but uh you know you, you have to you have to take a break you know and just realize you know hey you know slow down take a step back realize why do you do this it's it's for fun there's no need to mm -hmm. get stressed about it there's no need to have your life be dictated about a ladder race or a league race or a pickup race or anything along those lines yeah sure all of us have that competitive drive, you know, and yeah, you know, I learned, you know, one of the things that I did learn from, from, you know, high school and college ed versus now is, is that I don't need to lose sleep. If I, if I lose, I don't need to, you know, 
I'd be so consumed about not being at my absolute best at all times on something that's supposed to be fun. Oh you know, yeah, I'm, you for know, sure. You know, and I turned around and, you know, like even, even, even this morning I had an open ladder race and I'm just like, you know, what? I've, you know, I got to get ready for work. This didn't turn out the way that I'm going. I happily forfeit. And I said, I'll see you guys later. So, I mean, no big deal. I mean, I, <laughs> you know, oh, well, it's, you know, but yeah, I mean, it's just, it's one of those things where the more people can get involved or it's not so much of the more, the more people that there are that would be willing to get involved, the ones that do watch, I want to see them be a part. And if, if I just got a random person that came onto my stream and I don't know if you've ever had this dance here or not, but uh, I know, you know, and I'll keep them anonymous, but I've had a couple people that have watched me that would literally say, you know, Hey, this looks fun. How do I get involved? How do I do this? Oh, yeah. How do I do that? And I don't know why. I mean, I do know why, but it is such a great feeling for me to turn around and say, here's all the resources. Because mm -hmm. at one point I was them. And in my case, I had people like homemade beer and mind him that helped me along the way that introduced me to other people that introduced me to resources, to, to things that are fun. And I want to be able to repay that favor that they've done for me and get other people involved because it, it, this community is literally so amazing. And to everybody, again, that's been a part of it. I thank you. I mean, again, I never would have imagined that this 30 year old game would have such a profound impact, but it has. And I'm happy to, uh, I'm happy to admit that. Uh, that's awesome. I, I love hearing stories like that because, you know, it just kind of reassures what we were saying earlier about how great this community is. I want to shift gears a little bit here. Tell me, tell me about Mr. Ed's mystery mayhem and how that came to be. Interestingly enough, um, the Mr. Ed's mystery mayhem, I actually got to give credit to another runner by the name of Pichu, Pichu 10. Uh, it was one of those random ideas that I had initially where I started to really like the idea of mystery and just like and just like anybody that does a mode where, you know, they say, you know, hey, there, here's an entrance shuffle. Here's cross keys. You know, oh, my God, that looks too convoluted. But, you know, once you play it and you get the idea, oh, my God, it's the most fun thing in the world. Yeah. Well, at the, you know, at the time, especially when ladder had mystery, I've, I said, I, I can never figure this out. And now mystery is literally probably the greatest thing that i've ever been a part of as far as like a mode is concerned because you just don't know you gotta you yeah. gotta solve the puzzle within the puzzle so one of the things that i had noticed was dunka had put out onto the latter website a way for you to be able to find seeds and he did it in which you can turn around and figure out uh the mode so you can go to mystery and the double forfeits, so they have an option for forfeits only. And I looked at it and says, hey, there's, at the time, there was like over 100 of them. So I yeah. said, you know what? I said, you know what? For fun, I'm going to turn around and I'm going to solve the mystery of seeds that nobody solved before. So the idea was literally just going to be me running these random seeds. I would go onto the ladder website. I just pull a random mystery seed that was a double forfeit. 
and see how jank it was to try to figure out why was this a double forfeit? Because if there's a lover of jank, it's me. You know, I want it. I want I want swordless. I want expert item pool. I want Oko I, all the time. I want the, the most convoluted enemizer. Uh, I want the most convoluted inverted thing where to get the moon pearls, the dumbest thing possible. I want it all. <laughs> and when I first started this, uh, Pichu happened to be on my stream and she said, hey, I'll race you. So we kind of came up with an idea. So we basically had to scratch that one seed. But we basically came up with the idea as far as to say, hey, we could take this and just start randomly challenging people. So, uh, again, another another individual by the name of Tiberius 37, another fantastic person on his discord said, hey, I'll come up with a sub channel of the Mr. Mystery Mayhem. And so we did. So we came up with the idea of people who wanted to randomly challenge me and turn around and, you know, you know, you know, solve the jank of mystery. And the more that we did this, the more people were that were interested. Uh, I'd call out people, people would call out other people. We basically got it to the point where we were turned around and having, you know, if somebody ran a race with me, they got to choose who they wanted me to go against. Uh, it was a very, it's a very fun experience, you know, and, you know, obviously with IRL stuff, I can't always do it every week, sure. but that's, that's how it started. And again, if it wasn't for the community that, that supported this, I mean, this, this went from me being, Hey, on my free time, I'm going to do this for the, you know, the couple people that might want to watch to now I have Gilgamesh who who basically is the official restreamer. I have Tavarius who takes a spot in his Discord server. Uh, I have people that are willing to commentate, to meme around, to joke. I mean, it's literally just one big jank festival that was just really a random idea that I had that I got a help from another fantastic person, Pichu, to, to make the idea in itself better, to having people taking their time out, you know, to saying, hey, I will restream this if you want. So now we basically have a live race of jank mystery. And, you know, I wouldn't have been able to do it without uh, the people that are doing it, you know, or the people that, that want to be a part of this. Although it is, worth, it is worth noting that one person that I did challenge was AFG, who was a coward who said, I can't do mystery and all that type of stuff. And then now conveniently he says, oh, he's willing to do it. Well, you know, that's not how it works. You work on my terms, dude. You hear that? My terms. Mm, okay. <laughs> I mean, I've seen a few of these. I think the first one of these I ever caught, uh, it ended with you doing um, swordless hammer, silverless Ganon, which I thought was hilarious. Um and I, I, know remember, that, I remember trying to impress you too. Yeah. I remember you talking about that. It was so funny because you were just like, I know you know how to do this. And I'm sitting over here like, bro, I've never done this a day in my life. <laughs> so, so I mean, you did impress me because anytime I see that, even if it takes 45 minutes, it's impressive because one frame, uh, you know, it's tough uh, timing that. So, and, and having enough magic, not running out, not tilting and dying. So so you succeeded, but I'll, uh, one day, uh, you know, when league's over, I'll, I'll await an invite. Maybe one day, uh, you can, you know, 
see if uh, see if I want to take you on. I, I may decline. You know, I may be like AFG. I may be too old to uh, oh, to do it. Oh, oh, dodge noted. Dodge uh, noted. <laughs> I may be too old. Real quick, I mean, I, I'm looking, you know, at your league profile here, and this is your first season. Uh, so. Uh, league not work out so much. Like, did you just not have a team last season? Life not let you do it. Uh, didn't feel like it, you know, none of the above or, uh, you know, did, did the stars just align to make it work out right for this season? Uh, well, part of it, part of it was the, the stars did align, uh, for this season, uh, truth be told. And and I know this sounds absolutely silly, but, uh, it's not so much that I'm not a good team player, but it Mm -hmm. was more of a thing of, Boy, oh boy, if I partake into this, I better win every single match because if I lose one, I'm going to feel like I'm going to let my team down. Uh, I'd rather, man. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, I'd, I'd rather I'd rather turn around. It's a lot easier for me to turn around and say, hey, you know what? I lost the race. That's on me. And then I only had to disappoint myself. Whereas, you know, if I'm in a race, I kind of would put all this undue pressure, you know, so. Again, the big the big thing for me was, um, you know, I I enjoyed watching league, and especially last year, uh, I had I had many opportunities to join a league team, um, but I decided to. The main reason why I sat back was because I still would look at myself to say, all right, what is the purpose for me to play the game? It was literally to have fun, and not to say that I'm emotionally scarred from again my times when i was like hyper competitive in golf and one thing that i'd even mentioned bowling bowling honest to god if i really truly wanted to be go become a pro in bowling i probably could have um i mean i hmm. uh, for the longest hmm. time i carried i carried a 300 av- or a 230 average Ooh, okay. uh, 300 have, average perfect yeah, game yeah, yeah imagine that no i well, i got what do i have i have 24 300s um I have the the bowling rings wow. to actually prove that. I've actually given away bowling rings because uh, I didn't want them anymore, you know. But with all things competitive, or with all things that you're good at, you get this competitive side of things. And I did not want this. I I remember where I would be, for lack of better words, the biggest asshole you'd ever see in your life. If I if I played bad and I knew it. I would be the most miserable person on the face of the planet. And I did not want to subject myself into being a league in, in a league where that side of me would come out. I, and it's not that I wanted to turn around and make sure that I was mentally prepared for the fact that obviously when you have a race, you're going to typically have a winner and a loser, unless you obviously have a tie. Sure. I did not want to get myself to a point where I was a miserable, hyper competitive type of person where I kind of took it so seriously that it consumed me. So I stepped back and I watched on the sides. I and, and I kept in mind that I'm still doing this for fun. And then it came to this year for league. And. I kind of was, all right, well, I know that I probably lost my opportunity to get onto a league team last year with people that I wanted when they had asked me. So uh, the chances of me being a part of, you know, a league team this year, I, you know, 
Maybe, maybe not. So, you know, for anybody that hasn't seen, I did make a very trolly yet funny, you know, free agent uh, posting. But there was <laughs> there was a uh, uh, another another good friend, Skelly, who's obviously one of our teammates, uh, approached me saying, you know, hey, he's looking for a team and, you know, he think that I'd be a good fit. And uh, we joined forces with Teto to form Bratwurst Buddies, which again, you know, worldwide influence that we have, a global impact. You know, we got obviously myself right. and Skelly who are in the United States, but, you know, we have Teto who's in Germany. And, you know, like the best part, we didn't even practice. We didn't even like, like the first week of the, uh, the All Dungeons co-op. You know, we thought about practicing, but, eh, no, you know, we're just going to wing it. And I do have to say this much. I mean, I was I was fortunate enough to to do both races and we did get the win in both of those. And I was, uh, you know, I partook with uh, Skelly and Teto. But mm -hmm. the time that Teto and I had was honest to God, like we probably discussed a couple things. Oh, yeah, you know, you could skip this. You can skip this. We come to our game plan. We had our go mode. We're doing our thing. And then probably for like the last 40 minutes, all we did is just try to make each other laugh. I mean, that's, yeah. that's, I mean, that's, that was the, and I kind of look back and I said, this is the experience that I had to pride myself with is, is that it doesn't have to be this super hyper competitive thing, you know, enjoy it. Just play your game, have fun. If you win, great. If you lose, oh, well, and especially I got two teammates who are so supportive and great. And uh, I'm I'm thrilled to death to be to be a part of it. I mean, I was I was waiting for Skelly to go to me and saying, "Geez, Ed, you know, you skipped you skipped the vanilla big key chest in Eastern. You missed the ice rod, and you let Andy destroy you. You know how how dare how dare Team Pugs, you know, you know, get a win on us." And uh, my response to that is, "Well, you know what? I got a hover, and he didn't. So take that." Yeah, I mean, you did, <laughs> um, and uh, you got to take you got to take the the victories wherever you can, and you know. Uh, if you had fun doing it, I think in the end, that's what's important, right? Like it's so easy, like you were saying with teams and I'm, I'm definitely guilty of this, of feeling like you're going to let the other team down or your other teammates down. And then it, it like piles on in your head and you get in, you start like making bad decisions because you're not playing for you. You're trying to play for somebody else. And you know, in the end, it's just fun. Like, I had similar to your experience week one with Andy doing both those races. You know, I, I honestly don't even think we, I mean, we cared where we were in the race potentially, but we never really talked about it. We literally just, once we hit go mode or whatever, we were just like chatting and laughing uh, a lot uh, through the end. So very similar experience. And I'm really glad to hear that. Like, you know, at least I know there's more teams that are having that experience, but I'm glad to hear like confirmed another team is having that same type of experience in the league because to me, that's what the league's all about. You know, yeah, it's a tournament. Yeah, you want to win. But, you know, bringing people together and just having a good time playing the game together, you know, having the co-op modes, that's that's like truly what it's about, I think. No, absolutely. And, you know, to even, to even feed onto that is we have an opportunity to play a game where it is, you know, we do have co-op where... You know, instead of instead of turning around and playing an individual thing where you're saying, you know, hey, you know, I, I'm trying to do this as fast as possible. And I know some people look at the race time room, you know, whether they have it up or not. I know I'm one that looks that has it up just to see if somebody's there. But constantly I'm looking, oh, is that person finished? That person finished? Oh, whatever case may be. 
here, especially my first uh, experience with with a league setting of co-op outside of the multi-world tournament where, you know, I would partake in the radical memers again, myself, homemade beer in, in Mindium. Um, you know, it, it's it's such a a breath of fresh air to to play and be able to talk to somebody about the seed that you're doing this saying, you know, hey, here's this, here's this, you know, whatever the case may be. And it's basically try to find our go mode at the same time. But at no point was there any static air to say, okay, I just beat Meyer, mm -hmm. I just beat Ice, I just went to GT. Basically, we were talking about, you know, the fact that, you know, hey, I have half magic and I don't, or you don't, so you can suck it. And, uh, you know, he, he really enjoyed, <laughs> <laughs> he really enjoyed all that type of stuff. So, um, no, yeah. I mean, it's, it's an experience that I, I'm glad that I, I, I'm a part of now where, but at the same time I turned around and said, you know, I kind of deprived myself of this because I was fearful. I was too fearful of getting into that environment where I was hyper competitive, where I was feeling like I was letting people down or I was putting a lot of undue pressure on myself to saying, I have to win this race or else, you know, cause yeah. you know, I, you know, when it's all said and done, if we were to win the entire league or if we were to lose every match from here on out, what I can tell you is this is my two league teammates were going to be good friends well after this. Oh, yeah. And and that's that to me is the most important thing. They're supportive. They're they're engaging. They make this game fun. And when I got offered this opportunity to to be a part of this quote unquote juggernaut i couldn't pass it up i mean i just couldn't so and, oh, yeah. and i'm so thrilled i'm so thrilled again to be a part of it and uh looking forward to uh doing everything else except for the gannon's hunt that 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 teto and skelly can do that i'm gonna stay on the sidelines for that <laughs> that's, that's what's good about league you can sit out um that's so right uh, I'm going to start wrapping things up here. Um, I do have three questions that I like to ask everybody. Uh, you're no exception. So we're going to ask you, uh, what is, uh, first off, what is your most embarrassing moment in rando? Oh my God. Losing to AFG once. <laughs> okay. All right. Uh, All right. Uh, 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 <laughs> now let's see. Most, uh, most embarrassing rando moment. Oh my God. There's probably so many of them that I can't even think of. Um, I mean, like you got, you got your bare basics of trying to do a cross key seed where you only have six crystals and wondering what's going on. Um, <laughs> oh my God. Uh, to be honest, actually, you know what? No, I know, I know, I know what the answer to that is. The most embarrassing rando experience I had wasn't really directly with me. But uh, again, when I first started uh, and okay. I saw people were getting restreamed and I had the opportunity to get restreamed and I went ahead and and uh, uh, in the race time room and they said, hey, we need volunteers, whatever. So I, you know, said I'd be willing to volunteer. And they said, all right, you know, you're going to be on restream. This is the first time ever. Well, I still was a novice when it comes to OBS settings. And for whatever reason, I decided to jack up the video bit rate. Oh, God. So because um, basically like like the OBS thing said, oh, yeah, you can do it. Uh, so I went ahead and did it. So they put me on restream. 
And coincidentally, again, it was my buddy Mindium who was commentating, and basically, uh, you saw like, like once every like, I don't know, ten seconds, you'd see like a new still frame. It was like this like slideshow <laughs> that just kept happening, you know. Yeah. So my my very my very first, you know, my probably the most embarrassing thing is okay, we got this new runner, Mister Ed Three, who is on restream, and it literally was a glorified slideshow for at least an hour and a half, and. I was kind of reminded about that in the interview room where they basically said, you know, hey, you know, might want to check the OBS settings because he kind of did something wrong. So that's hilarious. You know, you know so it, and of course, again, when it comes to speed gaming, they're saying, you know, hey, go follow Mr. three. I'm pretty certain nobody's going to want to follow a slideshow for about a half an hour because I put <laughs> them right to sleep. So that was that probably as far as a random moment is concerned, that's probably the most embarrassing thing I can think of. Yeah, uh, well, I appreciate you sharing that one. Uh, second question: What is your favorite MSU pack? Oh, I'm gonna give you two. Um, as okay. far as a, as far as a restream is concerned, uh, you know, so like like approved MSUs for restream, I have to honestly go with uh, Ace Combat Zero. There's just something about it that I just it's one of those ones that just kind of like really gets me into the mood. And I know that's one oh, yeah. that was uh, that humbug made in conjunction with Aerie, if I'm not mistaken. Cause I know I gave a lot of credit to humbug because every time I use it, I go out of my way to say, dude, this MSU is great. And he's like, well, it was Aerie's idea. So I just went ahead and did it. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, that one, that one is uh, probably, that one's definitely my favorite approved msu thy favorite unapproved restream msu happens to be one from uh ramon it's uh, uh i call it ramon memes and it's just basically the most meme content possible include like like the star wars star wars imperial march uh i think it's uh oh man is it dr Bobtastic maybe who's swing singing uh i'm dreaming of a swamp go mode I mean, oh, wow. it, it, there is some bangers in there. It's another one of those ones that's just like, mm, this is a fantastic one. So, uh, you know, basically any time that I want to play that one uh, on stream, so obviously not in a restream environment, I turn around and I said, okay, am I ready to get all the flags from Twitch that's going to say, you know, we had to unpublish it, you're going to have copyright strikes, we've detected muted audio, blah, 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 because I get it all. <laughs> Oh, but yeah. it's worth it's so worthwhile. <laughs> I love it. That's fantastic. Lastly, so if you had to lose all of your gaming memories, but you're allowed to keep one of them, which one do you keep and why? Oh man. Well, yeah, I know. I say. always tell people they always have that same reaction, and I say it's a hard question. I know. Um, well, you know what? Coincidentally, I'm going to go into an Excel spreadsheet that I have here. And on this Excel spreadsheet, I have it labeled as AFGs, past cross keys. And on here, I currently have a record of 15 and four against him. So any one of these wins right here would do quite nicely, knowing the fact that I destroyed him. <laughs> Perfect. Uh, Perfect. No, but but no, outside, <laughs> honest to God, outside of that, um, ah. I, I, it's not that I'm going to modify the question and it's not that it, it, again, video games have been a very big part of my life. Um, but I will, I will answer that question with basically saying, um, if I lost all my video game memories, 
but I was able to retain the friendships, the bonds, the the connections that I've been able to uh, establish with people in the Randall community. That's the one thing that I want. And I know it's not directly gaming related, but yeah, um, just the fact that um, I was able to to be a part of this that led to so, so, so much more. Um, and, you know, outside outside of that, outside of that, probably uh, as far as a gaming memory is concerned, is probably even even Randall related, to be honest, um, in the main tournament group stage, uh, not this past year, but the year before where I went up against Raylan Tanker and it was a hover seed. And this is literally when I just started hovering and I had to hover to win and uh, I got it through. And that was that was a that was a very surreal moment. Again, not to say that, you know, the 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 hundreds of people that are watching on speed gaming is the you know, like the, the, the greatest experience any Randall runner could have. But uh, it was it was a surprisingly pressure moment. You know, oh, again, sure. playing, you know, again, playing a game for fun, knowing the fact that I probably dodged the hook shot somewhere. But, you know, Swamp Palace is a crit or is a pendant. I don't care. Don't have a hook shot. I think I know how to hover. Failed a few times, but eventually got it, got the win. And when I watched back on it, I said, I, I don't know how I did it, you know. And now, you know, now as 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 I practice and do more stuff like that now, you know, I get it. But um that was that that moment right there was probably the greatest feeling that I had that I was able to do a trick that is really not that easy with a lot of people watching and able to come through into the clutch and, and getting a win, uh, which felt good. I won't lie. Felt very good. Oh, yeah. I mean, uh, the, I rem- I, you know, I don't remember the exact specific time, but the first time you do it in a tournament race not just like a ladder or a pickup race but like a tournament race where and i use this term lightly where there's stakes uh you know involved you know at least in our own heads there's stakes involved um it's uh you know it it just adds more pressure it it shouldn't but it does so um yeah i mean you you accomplishing that i think that's amazing and you know a lot of people i i love when people say the friendships along the way like let me keep those and i'll forget everything else like that's another solid thing so yeah, I appreciate you sharing those, man. Those are uh, those are really awesome. I guess you know, wrapping things up. Anything you want to shout out or plug? Uh, now is the time. Uh, well, uh, well, I mean, for anybody that doesn't know, I I am a horse. In fact, I actually play this game with hooves. Uh, don't ask me how, but uh, impressive. Yeah, no, yeah, ex- yeah, I yeah, don't ask me how, but uh, oh, is it the is it the horseshoe? The U like the U shape? Is that what helps you hover? Like you just move it really fast. Absolutely. Yeah. It's actually, it's actually the tips on the top. That's what I use. That's what I use to be able to make sure that the a button uh, releases and then I'm able to hit it again. That's how, Mm. that's how, that's how it's done. Clearly. (laughs) I just have like this giant arcade like controller. That's how, that's how I play so that I can take that horseshoe, that (laughs) big horseshoe and do that. So, but, uh, but no, first, first and foremost, I want to thank Dante here for, let me be a part of this uh, and want to, uh, you know, again, I'm just like, I don't want to say that I'm just like anybody else, but, you know, I'm a relatively, you know, easygoing guy who is halfway entertaining. 
And, you know, I stream this and other stuff once in a while, mainly, you know, obviously linked to the past randomizer. Uh, I'm not saying to give me a follow or anything, but basically, if you want to have a good time, I promise you, you're going to have it on, on my Twitch channel. So, you know, twitch.tv slash misdead3. But uh, the most important thing that I can always say is this is it's not so much of what people can do for me. It's what I can do for others. So, again, for anybody that is, you know, that does get a chance to listen to this or get to know me, um, I'm, a, I'm an open book. Um, I, I'm, I'm a resource just like so many people in this random community. And when it's all said and done, we are still human beings who have our own agendas, own real life things. Uh, when it's all said and done, we do this for fun. We have a good time. We've developed bonds and friendships and connections. So if you if you ever uh, looking for somebody cool to talk to or just want to chill or, you know, whether it's on my stream or just, you know, feel free to message me. Feel free to see me when I'm streaming. Um, I may complain a lot, but trust me, the complaint is just the facade. Uh, you know, I got to have, you know, some sort of memes going on, <laughs> you know, but uh yeah, no, I, I I thank everybody again who's uh, who's part of this whole random community, and uh, I look forward to seeing more people uh, partake into this and uh, destroying AFG in the future. And if I can get more people to destroy AFG, oh my god, my life would be complete. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. All right, well, this has been Mr. Ed on the spoiler log. <laughs> Once again, a huge thanks to Ed for taking the time out coming on the show. Uh, I do want to say thanks to him again. Uh, I was a little under the weather when we recorded that. I was also still kind of recovering. So it was like a double whammy for me. And he did so awesome in this. And he was such a great guy to interview. So uh, I do want to say a huge thanks to him again uh, for kind of dealing with me not having a lot of energy that day and as well. And, you know, it, I felt like it showed when I was listening back to it. Uh, but, but it was great. And I thought his story was fantastic. Our next episode is very important. It's so important that it may come out next week instead of November 2nd. There's a reason for this. This episode has to come out before SGL. And I think it's best if it came out as far ahead of SGL as it possibly can. That being said, this next guest is probably the biggest guest I've had on the show so far, may ever have on the show, to be honest. But I, I, it was such an honor to interview this person. I'm kind of keeping it a secret. I'm kind of giving you guys some hints. You probably can put two and two together. But yeah, I hope you're looking forward to next episode. You don't want to miss this one. If you've missed any of them, this next one is the one you don't want to miss. We'll see you guys hopefully in a week.